It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, Recognize the score! Here comes Shovel Day, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great rights! New Terjana Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko, in the clear, he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer, coming to you from the lineupmedia.fm studios. Friends of ours, Yo Radio, of course. The newest streaming platform that you can download and is always brought to you by our good friend Randy Green at InnovativeCompanies.com, home of the uh, construction team, heating and cooling team, and the electric team that take care of all residential, commercial, and industrial work that you may uh, need their services for. Our man Randy Green's a 35-year experienced second-generation craftsman that takes it very seriously when he uh, looks you in the eye and shakes your hand and says he's going to do something. Uh, lost on this generation occasionally is that exact uh, you know, exact thing that you can count on, and that's your word. And uh, Randy Green stands by his, stands by that handshake. And if you need it done, Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com is your man. Well, let's dive right into today. I mean, there's n- there's no sense in beating around the bush here. I've heard uh, <clears throat> no less than a thousand people with a thousand different opinions, and um, I'm real anxious to get our experts. I, I love to call these guys experts. <laughs> They're experts in their own minds, but I want to get their take because. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say it out loud. I, you know, I thought Paul Maurice after the game, when talking about his own team, I, I really liked what he said. He said, look, I, I wasn't going to let on to you guys because we were down 0-2, but it isn't, I don't know that I didn't like our game in game one and two. I just felt like it just didn't work. Um, and I asked people, what did you expect to happen here? We got run out of our own building, and that's what they do. The problem was is they tried to run us out of their building and the best player in the game prevented that from happening, and then we found a way to win, which was a great quality. This game right here, our best player was still probably our best player, and unfortunately, it doesn't mean he played bad. He just wasn't good enough to stop the onslaught of what happened because basically we got run out of our own building. It's that simple, um, and I don't know any other way to put it, but let's hear from the guys that, uh, you know, that played it, that lived it, that love it still. Uh, let's start with... Our leadoff hitter, which, man, that's a big leadoff hitter, is the one, the only, Darren Kimball. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on? I, I think I think I'm blaming it on Tiger Woods is what I'm doing because I think maybe the whole team was up watching this uh, golf match that uh, this guy come back from all these injuries and everything and, you know, the best player in the world, and he comes back. So I think maybe the Blues got tied up in that silly game. And, uh, no, all kidding aside, uh, you know what, Colt? The, the goaltender stood on his head the first period. Um, Bennington was sharp, and then uh, the, the 
they, they scored a couple nice goals and they just didn't have the, they just didn't have the horses to play with them last night. And that's been the whole series though. You know, the Bennington has been holding the fort and they've been getting timely goals, like you said on there. But I, I just, I, I think if you look at this whole series so far, it's, the Blues, they do, they're up to one, they're up to nothing, but they didn't dominate the series. It's, you know, it, it, this is going to be, and you asked me the question on uh, the last week and you said, can the team go through this and, you know, just wait, well, you got your answer. You know, the blues have been the hottest team in the back. The Tampa Bay lighting have been the second best team, I believe. And they're down Oh three. So it, this is, it's, it's a different season, man. And everything turns on a dime here. So, you know, momentum is back in Winnipeg's court now. So how do the blues respond to that? Uh, we're going to find out tomorrow night, but that, that's, that's going to be the big question. How do they respond to it? Does Baruby make any changes here to get, you know, to get a little life going in the thing. Cause I'll tell you, the best player besides Bennington in the first period was if they all play like Barbashev did yesterday, that probably was uh, the guy you're looking at. Because, God, he had some piss and vinegar in him last night. Well, the, you know, listen, I don't think any of us are going to um, – well, I hope not. Uh, listen, we've got a lot of guys, basically. I was, I'm trying to find the words to say that we got a lot of guys. That's just not their game, right? Now, you can yeah. try to play that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can go out and try to – but it's if it's not your game – how effective is it, right? So mm-hmm. getting guys to do something that that's, they're, they're not really that good at, I don't know how, like, I don't know how effective that's going to be in the long run. In the end, you know, it, this game was shaping up after the first period. You're looking at this going, man, what a great job of withstanding the onslaught. And yep. once again, getting a timely goal from a guy, right? And Winnipeg's got to be sitting there going, man, I, I don't know. Like, it's almost like the whole Ivan Drago Rocky thing. Like, I don't know what to do here. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, we cut him, you know, we got to, we got, we, you know, we get one in from the point here and then the onslaught kind of happens. But I, listen, I don't, I expected Winnipeg to come out in the first game and try to shove us around and they did. And somehow, some way it didn't work. And the only place it didn't work was on the on the on the score sheet. And, and really, the truth of the matter is, isn't that's kind of all that matters. Um, second game, exact same thing. Only I felt like we gave back, we gave it back to them in the second game and fought and clawed and and, and did some of that and, and did our best there. This game here, now what came into town, and you can talk about this, Darren. This was a team that plays this style and is comfortable playing that style, but they were also extremely desperate. When those two things kind of meet, I think that's what you see is what happened last night. Now, am I, am I wrong? No, you're, and you're right on, because if they don't win, if the, if the Jets don't come in here and win this game here, you're pretty well, you know, I, I, don't, I know it's happened before that teams come back from an 0-3, but it's like seven or eight times. It, it doesn't happen very often. So you're, uh, you, they, they were in a must-win situation. Um, and, and, you know, earlier on, Chromes, and I said, and I ate my words on this, I said, you know, I, I, from the get-go, I have not liked the makeup of the Blues. They go on a tear, so I ate my words. So they, they, they found a way to, to turn it around off of Bennington, off the coaching change, off of Tereseco and these guys scoring. But you're in playoff hockey now, and here's where the makeup of the team that I've always questioned it. What, what do you – you're going to get to this, you're going to get to it. Just if you get by this, you got a Nashville, you got Vegas – Look at that series, what they're doing. They're knocking the shit out of everybody up there. This, it's, it's a hard trophy to win, and you have to lay everything on the line. And, yeah, I know you don't got guys like Barbashev out there all the time, but they got to find a way to get guys out there that do that. And guys got to play in a different – they're not all goal scorers. They have to go and do something else. 
So if you're going to have to go and maybe get your nose dirty, like, you know, Steen gets his nose punched the first game, well, okay, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have to stick your nose in there and fight for these damn things. Bufflin last night, you watch him go around. He, he's uh, he's whacking guys. He's, he's challenging up to Maroon, and Maroon's standing up to him. But the Jets were there to play. The Lowry kit is there to play. So you're going to have to find a way to do this or capitalize on your power plays. You're going to have to do one or the other. But this is playoff hockey now, man. So it's, it's going to be interesting how the Blues react to this. It really will. Uh, you touched on something that I was getting ready to, to ask you about. In the end, um, this power play thing is a big concern. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, I, am I crazy? This is a prop. I mean, I, I, I think we're all smart enough to know that, man, you gotta, you got to score occasionally on the power play, but it's not even remotely good. I mean, well, why? Your power, your, your power play in, in, in playoffs, and, and let's just be realistic with this, and, and people can, and I see people out here, and I even seen Chaser out here bitching about the referee. Well, fuck, get off the horse. It's, it's going to happen. The referees are going to, in the first round of playoffs, these referees are out, and they're, they to, they still haven't got into playoff mode yet. They don't know whether to call the shit. They don't know whether, whether to do regular season or get into playoff mode. So shit's going everywhere, and, and it happens everywhere. Once you get farther down the line, they start. You know, you might get one power play. You might get two power plays in a series in a, in a game. So your power play can win you a game by just scoring that goal because it's, 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 that's how vital these power plays are going to come. Your power play gets on there and they're not scoring, and especially in this first round. The amount of times that these guys are going to get on the power play, you're going to get five or six, maybe a game. You got to capitalize. It can it can win you a series. Your power play can, because as it farther it goes down the road here, you're not going to get these chances. The, the the referees put their whistles away, and that that's been the history of the game. I don't think it's going to change because the you know they don't want to be the guys out there and being talked about. The, the NHL doesn't want them out there being talked about. It. So players will decide this eventually. But the first round, if your power play is clicking. You have a shot to possibly win yourself a series because there's going to be calls. Well, you know, I just I, I'm glad you brought up the other thing too. Here, I I got to tell you, I'm going to piss some people off here, and I, but I really don't care. Um, I tell you, I, this, you're going to say I'm stupid for even giving a shit about this, but man, I, the thing driving me nuts. I can't take one more tweet from a Blues fan about how dirty the Winnipeg players are and all the after-the-whistle stuff, and I, I just can't take it. I, I, don't, I watch all this stuff, and I'm like, there's not a damn thing wrong with anything they did. I, I, I'm, there's not. Am I crazy? No, they're, they're, no you're not. And it's, it's, it's playoff hockey, and you take Pat, – Patty Maroon's been probably one of the worst guys out there. He's, you know, he's yapping at everybody. He's doing what he's supposed to do. You're throwing people off their game. He's been the one going after Lion Air, Lean, whoever you want to say his name. Well, you're lucky your boy Rivs wasn't in here for that one. Well, I I, I hear Barubi say it one way, and I hear another (laughs) guy say it another. So I don't know where to go. But, you know, Patty Maroon's been jumping on his end, and that's what he's supposed to do. That's that's what Patty Maroon's game is. You know, he's got to get in people's face. He's got to keep yapping at him. Those are guys you're trying to throw people off their game. So, you know, the Winnipeg Jets, just because they're doing that, every team does that, man. If, if If you're not ready for that, then you're you're in the wrong sport because that shit's going to go on. You you use everything to your advantage as possible. I mean, Darren, we're they're punching guys after the play and pushing them onto the ice after they're hit and uh, it's big bullies, just, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they're you know they're bullying us, Darren. That's, they're bullying uh, us. That's the National Hockey League playoffs. That's why it's so hard to win. You have to be so mentally tough, so physically, it's draining on you. You have to so you don't take stupid penalties because. 
these guys are going to continue to do that. That's the makeup of the Winnipeg Jets. Yes, they got some nice players that can score goals, but they're a big team. They're going to wear you down over a seven-game series. They're going to do it during the whistle. They're going to do it after the whistle. There ain't a fucking thing anybody's going to do about it. That's what's coming. The Blues know what's coming. Craig Berube could sit up there and you could ask him the question. Do you, he knows exactly what's going to happen. The players, he's told the players, this is what they're going to do. So there's no fucking – you can't make nothing up here right now. They're, it's going to be on the table. They're going to do – you have to fight through it. You have to match their nonsense and go after it. And if you want to win on the power play, win on the power play. If you can't win on the power play, you're going to have to get in there and get dirty with these guys. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny for you to say that about Berube. I, like, and, and by the way, our church boy players are the only – like, we don't do that. Like if you like our our St. Louis Blues players don't play like that. It's just not yeah. right. It's like yeah, come they, on. They they they're gonna have to because I'll tell you these are these series. The longer it goes, the uh, the more the uh, the harder it's the hardest trophy to win. I don't give I don't give a shit what Tiger Woods did yesterday and how he won the Masters. Great for him. This is the hardest damn trophy to win. I'll put that up against anybody. I've said it my whole life. It just takes every little thing. You try to get under the skin of everybody. You know, I'll tell you, for look at look at Lion, it look look what he's leaning. How how are they saying? How does Rip say it? Tell me that. Laline. Laline. Okay, so when he, we'll use his language because he's going to be the one that's. No, I think it's Line. I think it's Line. I'm just kidding. So he's going to be. You know, everyone was questioning this man. Patty Maroon's been under his skin, yapping at him. I'm sure other Blues guys have been yapping at him. You know, Ruby's playing guys against him. He's answering the bell. He scored a goal every game right now. He come in here was everyone, and myself included, was wondering, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, if the, if the Blues don't get, if the Jets don't get this guy going, they have no shot in hell because he's their top goal scorer. And he's answered the bell. And he's getting this shit done to him. You watch Patty Maroon skate by him. Barbershop, they skate by, they hit the guy all the time. Even when the whistle's not, even when the play's not going on, they whack him. That's what playoff hockey is about. Get used to it. Quit whining about the shit. The referees are going to make calls. You might not like them. But that's where the mental toughness has to come in. It's going to happen. Um, that being said, I mean, we're, 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 we're trying to find, like, some, like, is there a silver lining in all this? Well, the silver lining is we're still up 2-1. Um, yeah, you're up 2-1. You're at home. So, you know what? But there's, there's some players. I, my thing is going to be what Chief does here because I, I don't think he comes back with the same lineup. I don't think you he know, does I, either. I, I think I've heard a lot of people say Sanford, you know, and – and I'm not going to call – I don't really – but Thomas Kidd's had a rough go here. He's not yeah. really shining. You know, he's been having a rough go, but he's a good hockey player. So do you risk taking him out and, you know, the, the Sammy Blaze guy, put him in there? He, that's his type of game, what they're playing against the Jets right now. You know, is he ready to go? Or where's he at? I don't know. Um, but his style of hockey, banging in that, yeah, he'd be a perfect fit for this scenario right now. You bring him – if Fabry's ready to go, you know, he can run around and, and do the kind of stuff that the, is going to piss the Jets off, you know, but – uh, but you know you got to take somebody to Sanford come out. I, I don't know that those are the two. Pri- I don't know if Thomas comes out. I'm just I'm just throwing his name out there. I'm just he's a young kid. The first time he's going through this, he might be putting a lot of pressure on himself because he's a hell of a hockey player. Uh, do you take the chance out that he he could score you a goal in the game? Whether you know because because he can bring that excitement to the level. I don't know. Uh, you know Baruby's been making all the right calls here, so I'm sure he knows where these guys are going and what he does, but. Uh, those two kind of players could come in and and add a little uh, a little excitement up front and be a little pests that the Winnipeg Jets are being. Yeah, he's um, you know I mean I don't like it's not a 
like I, it's hard to get on Thomas. I mean, he's a young player too, right? Like this yeah. is his first go at this. He yeah. has looked. I mean, I'm not going to say he's like starstruck or whatever, but like, like on the goal last night, you know, they come down, Tarasenko scores, they come right back down and score. He is completely lost in that sequence. I mean, he's yeah. standing there looking around going, what just happened? And it's like, well, I'll tell you what just happened. <laughs> you know, yeah, but last night, though, that last night, the, 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 the Lalinga goal scorer, the he scores, how is, how is he standing? The, the number one goal scorer between both teams, William and Tarasenko, he is all by himself in front of the net. Like, how does that happen? Like, that's so that's not on Thomas. That's not on Sanford. That's some some D man's taken off up the ice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, back. I have. I was I was you wanting know? to rewatch that sequence and see what happened on that one. I have no idea what happened on that goal. But but somebody but left him happened. sitting there. You watch the Blues play hockey right now. They the defensemen are jumping up. Some guy obviously took a chance and he jumped, and all of a sudden the puck comes right back at you, and then he scores a goal. So. What the what the Winnipeg Jets did last night is what the Blues basically uh, were did to them in their own building. They got some timely goals last night. So even when the Blues got the Tarasenko goal, the Jets come back and they score another big goal where it put it up four two. And so it, you know it, it almost takes the wind right out of your sails that goal because you fought so hard, you finally get within a goal, you get back in the ball game, you got a little life, and then boom, the the Jets score again. So. It's it, everything I told you last time I talked to you, Chrome. This, this this series can turn on a dime. And like I said, right now it's turned in the favor of the Jets. I, be, I believe, um, but I think you go into Game Four, the Blues got to figure. People will say, well, they don't have to win because it's only Game Four. You, they 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 won home court advantage. You want to hold on to that. The Jets have to win because they don't want to go down three one. That's still a tough game to kill the climb. So Game Four, it's going to be, um, you know, I, it's going to be pivotal. Someone's going to. I don't. I'd, I'd like to see what the number, of the percentage is. The winner of Game Fours in these series, uh, who goes on to uh, win the series? Because I'm pretty sure that it's got to be up there. It sure feels that way. You know, like whoever yeah. wins Game Four is going to be sitting pretty. Um, yeah. I, before you go, I got to ask you though. That was what I was. I was kind of going to take it there. Um, you know, when you're looking for silver linings of losing a game, I, I don't. I mean, you don't ever want to lose a game, obviously. And I don't know how much it plays into it. I think the situation more than anything would dictate that I think what we're going to see, and I would hope, I think we're going to see the Blues come out and try to be the aggressor in game four. I sure would hope so, um, which yeah. would be a flip of the script. Uh, I would love to see it. Um, the question would be, and this is where I'll leave it with you, and of course I'm going to ask Rivs this as well. Should the Blues do that? I mean, that's not really their game. Should they go out and try to do something that's not really their game just to match the intensity and possibly find themselves running around and getting out of whack? I, mean, I, I don't know. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. So I think as a fan, you've been watching them get run around here for a while. And so far, though, the end result has been good two of the three games. Um, but you don't just sit back and take those punches, do you? No. Well, you know what? There's a... Uh... It's a fine line, to be honest with you, Chrome. You, you got to see what the Blues have done here. So they go from last place to almost winning their division. They played a certain way. They're always in your face. It wasn't really a, a physical brand. They're just in your face kind of thing. You know, they're not knocking the shit out of everybody, but they were they were on top of everybody, and that's the way they got to play. They're not gonna they're not gonna be more physical than Winnipeg. I'll tell you that right now. It's not gonna happen. But they can play in your face hockey. Where by what I mean by that is when the the puck gets to the the Winnipeg when they got the puck, someone's on them right now. Boom, it's got them. Because I think I believe that the Blues have a more talented team. So if you want to go play into their category and, and get into there, certain players have to go play there. Patty Baroon needs to keep doing that. 
uh, if they've had somebody in here, he probably needs to do that. But players, you know, the your O'Reilly's and that, they're not going to go out there and start. That that would be silliness for them to go out there start playing that type of game. They need to play the way they've been playing, and the last half of the season because you know hard nose in your face. I want to mean in their face. You're not knocking them on their ass and everything. That's not the way they need to play. Just get in your face. Make sure that you're controlling the puck. And the, the you know puck times. If your puck times on the blue side, I'll guarantee you the Blues are going to win. And the one thing, the one silver thing that's lining in this, I don't believe the Winnipeg goaltender's been playing very well. I don't think he's getting tested very much, but I don't think he's playing very well. Even last night, he's getting scored on. So the Blues know they're scoring three or four goals on this guy every night. So they just got to show up and take care of their own end, make sure they're not giving up that many goals. You know, that they're going to have to be better defensively, take care of their own end, because it seems like they can score three every night here. So uh, I don't think the Jets goalie maybe gets a little confidence out of last night, but he still let in three. So it's not like he was standing on his head. So, you know, there's a silver lining there. I think you still know you got the better goaltender. It's just the team needs to play better defensively in front of the goaltender. Yeah, that's a great point. That was the last thing I was going to touch on. Um, their goaltending has not been good, and it would sure, uh, man, it would sure be uh, a rough way to not take advantage of that. If because if, I think in the end, I think that's going to be the difference in the series. I mean, and, and you know, who thought we'd say that right with a rookie goaltender yeah. that we had all kind of forgotten about? Well, Darren, I know you got to get their their media. Chromes was talking about if they were even going to play uh, if, if he was even going to be the, the goaltender. So they pulled away, from, uh, they, they stayed with him, which, you know, the coach showed loyalty to him. But like I said, I don't think he's, I don't think he's still playing well. And um, we'll, we'll see here I, at, the, at the blues, you know, I know they get out and Perron scores last night. Uh, you know, he gets on the board, but if the blues can get up a couple goals here and, and push it that way. So then the Winnipeg Jets sort of got to start playing out of the side of their realm so they can't play this physical game they can't knock the shit out of you they can't do this stuff after the whistle so you got to get ahead of them and get them playing in a different format that they're not let them try to play your game instead of you trying to play their game yeah that's you know that would be where i would think that you know the blues could try you know to to change that momentum yeah. again I, the goaltending thing has been interesting to me i i've their 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 coach i think has done a remarkable job of sticking with the game plan um you know even when they've been down they still just they're they're just throwing the kitchen sink at us and hoping for they, the turnovers got, or whatever like i said I, the bottom you, the bottom line is bennington's been our best player do yeah. you do you agree with would you agree with me though that uh, out of the three games i believe that the i believe winnipeg uh probably about 60 40 percentage wise is i'm going to say has probably been the better team don't you when do you agree with that uh, I would, uh, would I agree with that? Uh, yeah. I would say my opinion, I think it's probably been more like 70, 30. Well, it could be, I went 60, yeah. 40, but you know, I, but I think the, I think Winnipeg throughout the whole series, uh, Bennington's kept them in the ball game. They found timely goal, goal, goal scoring in the first two, but I think Winnipeg probably outplays them in Winnipeg, uh, when they're in Winnipeg last night, Winnipeg definitely outplayed them. So, you know, the blues got to, you know, get back to what got them to where they are right now. And it's, you know, they got to get on their horse a little bit harder here. So they'll be all right, I mean, but they just got to get working. If you're a fan, ask yourself this question. Look at some of the goals that we've scored against him. What would you say if those goals were scored against us? There's yeah, been a exactly. few you'd say can't happen. I mean, yeah. the Ryan O'Reilly goal to win the, the, you know, the game winner in game two, that's not a good goal. And I don't no, want to hear no. about how he used the defenseman as a screen. 
That's a yep. fuck. That's a wrist shot from out there at that angle. That can't go in. I mean, I, same, thing with, same thing with Prawn's goal last night. Yeah. You know, it's from outside the top of the circle. I know he's screened, but, you know, a goaltender's got to have that. So, you know, the biggest thing with the, with the Blues last night as opposed to the other two games was they, got, they didn't take care of their own end very well last night. They got sloppy, and Winnipeg capitalized on some chances. They got some goals that were uh, Buffalo's goal from behind that hits uh, Bennington in the head and goes in. You know, that's just, that's just a typical how the game was going last night. Every little thing was going Winnipeg's way because they worked themselves into that position. But, you know, they, the defensemen and the forwards got to do a better job in their own zone, getting pucks out, not giving up second chances or, you know, like the, the goal line, what he scored, Laleen scored, whatever his name is, whatever he scored, you know, the puck should have been out. It, it gets put in and he's all by himself. That's, that's not right. That's bad hockey. Um, I guess before you go, I got to ask you, um, I know it's a hockey show. I know it's blues, but are you good? You got your golf clubs. You, did you shine them up yesterday after watching that? Well, I had, I had my brand, uh, I got brand new clubs. I got King uh, Cobra clubs this year, uh, so I got them, and then yesterday, or two days ago, I guess it was, my new golf bag, my Canada golf bag showed up. So I got that. Uh, I just got to go get myself a putter. And I think I'm, I got Croc, Croc golf shoes, so I got them now. So I got the little things on the bottom. So, But I, I, I'm not, I'll tell you what, Tiger Woods, uh, I, Jack Nicklaus will always be my favorite golfer. Uh, I think he'll, he was always the best. That's my view. Uh, Tiger has been amazing for golf because he's brought so many people into the game and he's brought the price tag way up. Uh, I was always a Freddie Couples uh, fan. I've always loved Freddie Couples. Boom, boom. But I, yeah, but I'm not, uh, you know, it was nice to see Tiger win through all the stuff that he's gone through, but he's, you know, there's baggage that comes with the man too. So I'm just, I've, I've never been a Tiger fan. I, I, I admired his game, but I've never been a Tiger fan. So I, I won't be one of the guys walking, marching through the gallery behind the man. I just, that wasn't me. I was, uh, I'm a Jack Nichol Jack's my man, and and Freddie, you're my other man. So, so that's me. Uh, golf is golf, baby. It's a uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. It doesn't matter it who you like. So, um, it you hit it, you hit it, and go pick it up and hit it again. Or you're not supposed and to pick I, it up. And I, I guess. and I hit it. I hit it more than more most people. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hit it. So. Well, it was great cool. stuff. The only thing we were missing was a was a Blues win. But you know what? Like I said, I this the the, the series is exciting. If you're a Blues fan. Um, you know, this is, it's not, if you thought it was going to be easy just because we were up 2-0, you're crazy. Um, I know I expected this. Of course, you'd like to win at home, and, and you think well, you got the stars are aligned, the crowd's going to be crazy, but it's just, this is how it goes, man. Well, I know you got to run, so I'm going to let you uh, let you bolt unless you got one more yeah, thing for us. The only thing I say is to the, tomorrow night will be big. Uh, we'll see how the we'll see how the Blues react to it because they, they come out and they were 2-0, you know, so now they got a little adversity going on. Uh, the Winnipeg, like I said, I think they get momentum back here a little bit, knowing that they can win here. So I'll be, uh, it'll be, I hope the Blues can come out and play and get in your face kind of hockey and, you know, start taking the momentum back to where it belongs. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day, my friend, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout. Hopefully, I know you said you were going to try to make it in. We'll just see how the rest of the week goes. All right. Yep. You bet you, bud. Okay, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye bye. That is Darren Kimball. Um, I uh, appreciate him jumping on the uh, the celebrity text line, the celebrities that we have on this show. Next, we'll be heading over to Jamie Rivers. I want to remind you guys, before we get to Jamie, to check us out to, uh, to you know, uh, with all of our social media you guys can go to. Uh, BluesNHLPodcast.com is the website. You can subscribe to the show there. It's free. 
Uh, we want to thank you guys for doing so. It means a lot to us. You can find us on our social media uh, at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. If you follow us and you're a Blues fan, we're going to follow you back. Find us on uh, Facebook. Type in Blues NHL Podcast. Make sure you've liked our page. Uh, click invite your friends uh, when you see the pin post and that's the show make sure you like it comment on it and share it that's how we reach more blues fans you guys do a great job of that we're trying to bring more and more people into the fold so thank you for doing so uh, means a lot to us speaking of our social media one of our partners uh, buckingham pest services you guys are, are familiar with buckingham pest control uh, noel announced that he was going to be giving away his tickets and now boy it looks like more than ever game six folks game six that's uh, the game that everybody's predicting the Blues are going to win it at. If you want to be at the game and in Noel seats, behind the goal where the Blues shoot twice, you just might see the goal uh, right in front of you that sends us into the second round. Compliments of our friends at Buckingham Pest Control. Real simple contest, folks. You have to like our Facebook page, which we just told you how to do so, Blues NHL Podcast. Buckingham Pest Control, like their page. You're going to see a pinned uh, a pinned post on his Facebook page. Share that and tag three friends. That's all you got to do. And you're qualified to win. And I think I told everybody the last time he did this, he showed up here just so that I would see. And he said, Jim, these are all the entrants. And it was a lot. He, but there was also a lot in one stack. These are the people that liked my page and shared the, the post and did it correctly, but they didn't like your page. Here's the ones that liked your page, shared the post, and didn't like my page. So it is a serious contest. You have to do both, and you're qualified to win. Make sure you do so. That's Buckingham Pest Control. They do not kill penalties, but they do kill pests, and they pass the savings along to you. That's our friends at Buckingham Pest Control. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at NelsonLandServices.com, the five-star locally rated uh, landscaping company that does amazing work for reasonable prices, and you can count on them to do the job correctly. Uh, you can trust them with your with your work. And, of course, uh, they are just tremendous people that are known throughout amateur hockey here in St. Louis. So they have two wonderful kids that uh, play amazing hockey and just have put themselves within that community. And they just wanted to support the show. So we want to thank them. And, of course, SynergyHockeySkills.com for always bringing us the one, the only, Jamie Rivers. What do you say, Rivs? Well, Chrome, I guess I have to say that contrary to what people believed after oh, two games, okay. the playoffs aren't all fucking rainbows and unicorns, now are they? No, they are not. No. no. But uh, look, the good thing about this is that I honestly didn't think we were going to go 16-0. and You didn't? Down oh. No. Kimby's, Kimby's a, down there in his lawn chair. <laughs> he's probably freezing his ass off hey, this morning in that lawn chair. Hey, that he's much. down there in his lawn chair ignoring his wife's calls to come home. Oh, my God. Well, he just I told me. Hey, I guarantee she ain't calling. She's okay with him. Yeah, job. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's home too much. Hockey se- or, uh, High school hockey season's over. He's home too much. So. Good God. She's letting him but, run. Um, yeah, you know, I got to tell you, I don't, like, I don't know that anybody thought, well, I mean, sure, yeah, 16-0 would be great. I don't know that anybody thought we were going to be 16-0. I think what I'm having more of a problem with is that feeling of um, that. It almost feels like, for some reason, some people thought that, like, that recipe we had to win game one and two was a great recipe. Um, now, the end result was great, but the reality of it is these guys aren't going anywhere, and I thought – 
um, and I mentioned it when I was talking to Kimmy just a few minutes ago, I found Paul Maurice's comments in his post game really interesting and in where he said, look, I wasn't going to tell you guys this because I don't want to put out in the media that I was okay with losing, but I didn't not like our game in game one and two. I thought we played well, just didn't work out. Um, they play a certain kind of hockey on a nightly basis that lends itself to this, to this setup. Can, well, can the Blues do that, or do you think they should just play their game and take their game to Winnipeg? Listen, here's the deal. Okay, First of all, we, let's talk about Paul Maurice for a second. God, he is fun to listen to in a press conference. Eh? Like, he's got all the fucking taglines down perfect. You know, we're tied up going into the second period. We're starting to clean. I like the way he talks. I could listen to that son of a bitch I could too. all day long. I like him. I could, too. And he's got that uh, raspy, like, I just finished a whole carton of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he, he belongs back in, like, an old mafia movie with a room full of smoke, and then Paul Maurice is reading you your, you know, your final rights in there. So... Uh, but anyway, now moving on to more. That's more good. But that's pretty good. I like that. That's good. Um, look, the, the Winnipeg Jets were probably the best team in the NHL, maybe second to Tampa Bay Lightning from the start of the season. Yes, did they have a slide? We know they did, okay? But that doesn't mean that they don't have a formula in that locker room to be a really good fucking hockey team. You know, it's like, Mike Tyson lost the heavyweight fight. Does it mean he can't win the belt again? Bullshit. You know he can step back up there and swing. So you got to remember that. And the Blues came out hard in Winnipeg. So did the Jets, though. You know, they, they, my opinion in watching the games and having to watch them really closely is the tail end of the third period in both of those games, the Jets fell short and the Blues didn't. And so – you know, I think that I don't think they learned from those mistakes. I think the Jets learned that we better put our fucking foot on the gas here early in the first and second because if we run out of time in the third, or if we run out of gas rather in the third period, then we're going to be screwed. And we're, it, it almost happened, Crows. You know, honestly, we come out in the third, Laddie scores right away. We're down a goal. Pat Maroon has a chance to score. Hellebuck makes a hell of a save there. But I'll tell you what, if that puck goes in and it's 3 3, we're up 3 nothing in this series right now. So that's how tight it is. And I think that's what Paul Maurice was talking about when he said, you know, I didn't think we played as bad uh, as some people think in games one and two. He just said it's a really tight series. He sees it going seven. I agree with him, although I do still think it's going to go six in the Blues' favor. But this is uh, the little slap in the face thing that, uh, you know, you have. And the other team wakes up and decides to, play the playoff series and battle you hard. And now you got to make sure you respond. How do you respond? I mean, what, like for you, if you're the blues, I mean, do you, like I said, I guess where I was going with this, you know, we got run out of the building last night, basically our own building. But, you know, I say that and people think, oh, you're being blasphemous. You got run. Well, we did. You can say whatever you want, but that's how they play. So what do we do? Do we come out and try to run them out of our building? Or do we, you know, like, what would you, like, you know, obviously you know way more than the rest of us and and, have, and would run this thing. What, you know, what would be your mantra? I mean, is there a game plan that we're operating under right now that's working so well that you'd say we're not going to change anything? Or, you know, what would Jamie Rivers do? I, what a great segment. That Let me tell you, that could go a thousand different ways, too. What would Jamie Rivers do? <laughs> well, 
Well, and this one here, I don't panic, first of all. I walk in, if I'm Craig Ruby, uh, I walk in, and I say, listen, guys, uh, guess what? You're not so fucking good after all. And, you know, everybody kind of get a little chuckle, you know? So, and I say, back to business here. Now, that being said, <clears throat> we're very successful when we get the puck in low and we work the shit out of them down low. I don't feel like we did enough of that last night, okay? And second of all, they have some big, strong, tough guys out there. They're willing to rough you up, and they're, they're literally trying to stop the cycle quickly by running guys through the board. So what we have to do is we have to find a way to roll out of those checks. We have to find a way to battle through that. We have to find a way to get the puck deeper on those occasions. So if we lose our balance or we get thrown to the ice, we're still above the puck on a turnover. And that way there we have numbers for them on the rush back to our end. But at the end of the day, here's what my strategy would really be behind closed doors, not as a head coach. Is I would come in as a player and say, first guy that knocked the fucking shit out of Kyle Connor and sent his helmet fucking 20 rows up, I owe him a beer. Next guy, Blake Wheeler. Next guy, it's Mark Scheifele. We're not going to go near Dustin Bufflin. We're not going to go near Tyler Myers, even though I think he's a six foot eight pussy. We're not going to go near those guys. Why? Because what's the point? What are you going to do to Buff, realistically? What Nothing. are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing, right? I'll run him over at my truck. He might get up and laugh at me. Yeah. So I'm just going to be like, let's let him be. But let's go after the guys who we can get to. Let's get in line at the kitchen, not just talk to him. I love Pat Maroon to death, and I love what he's doing. But now is the time to take the word into action. And so instead of just chirping with him, you know, finish him late, that half a second late when he doesn't like it. Give him a little chop. Force the other players on the Winnipeg Jets to take action. And all that means is you're going out there to pick a fight. As you and I both know that if you walk into a bar and you go challenge the toughest guy in the bar, yeah, you, you may get your fight. You may get your ass kicked. a big fucking deal, right? You know, you walk in, you challenge the toughest guy in the bar. You challenge his little friend. You walk over and smack him in the mouth. Guess what? You're guaranteed a fight. Because that big boy is going to have to do something. And so that's my strategy is let's go after the little squeaky chihuahuas out there and fucking put some misery on them. Force these other guys into coming after you. And if you do that, guess what, Chrome? Two things happen. One, you might get power plays, and the power play is clicking yesterday. So that could be a huge advantage. Two, you get them off their game. And that's how I played my entire career is if I could get guys thinking about trying to kill me Rather than score goals, I've done my job. And that's what you got to do in the playoffs, is change their course of their thoughts out there. And Paul Maurice will do a good job of trying to reel them in, but he can't control those guys. He's not on the ice. He doesn't have the PS4 remote, remote control trying to work his guys. So you got to get out there, play with their emotions, and get them to be their worst enemy. Yeah, it'll be a – man, I, you know, from a, from a fan's point of view – you know, it's pretty evident. I mean, I, I was not at the game. I don't know if you were there. It was very noticeable, though, to Blues fans that you weren't on the pregame, and they let everybody know that the Blues are 2-0 and when you're on the pregame and 0-1 and when you're not. So I'm wondering if you're going to get the call Thursday. Um, or, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I uh, old, Tuesday, uh, I mean. I got the old healthy scratch, I think. No, yeah. no, no. They uh, Look, with all the festivities going on, um, and, uh, certainly Bernie Federko is a Hall of Famer, and he's – you know, been a Hall of Famer broadcaster analyst here in St. Louis for a long time. So 
They go with the regulars. It's playoffs, Chromes. You know that. Playoffs? Playoffs? But uh, now I don't know what we got going on for next home game. Uh, I do know that I'll be there for game five for sure. So hopefully it's not 2-2 at that point. But I certainly would like to think that I have nothing to do with the outcome of these games. <laughs> well, you know, your fans, you know, they're, they're reaching. So, uh, but we'll take it. But so that being said, um, you know, the atmosphere, electric, obviously, you can feel it through the television um, for the people, for those of us not fortunate enough to be there. You know, I think more than anything, that's, you know, for, as a fan, you know, that's the thing. Like, you sit here and go, man, we took it to them in their building. We're coming home up 2-0. We as fans are going to do our part, and that building's going to be rocking, and it's going to be electric, and it's going to, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do our part. And, I, you know, for the most part, the, the, the fans did their part. But, you know, am I going to hang this on the team? Well, ultimately, the team wins or loses, right? And that's kind of how it rolls. But if you didn't expect, the Winnipeg Jets to to throw the kitchen sink at you and, and give you everything they got. Well, then I then then I question you know your your fandom. Like, are you just watching a hockey game here? Or do you understand how this works? That being said, special teams can can win and lose you games. Um, I I touched on it a little bit with Kimby. You want to give? I mean, fans rightfully so are freaking out a little bit over this special teams. You have any thoughts? Well, you know, I thought the. Uh... The power play was not where it needed to be up in Winnipeg, uh, obviously. Um, you know, yesterday we get two power play goals. So there are some adjustments there that uh, we went from zero goals to two goals. So I'll take that, especially when you go from zero in two games to two goals in one game. I'll take that. That team is a very, very dangerous squad on the power play, okay? And people don't understand how much Dustin Bufflin adds that. Because if you subtract Bufflin, you lose that cannon from the point that you have to respect. And so when he was inserted back in the lineup with two games or three games left in the season, I thought to myself, ah, I really don't want to play Winnipeg for a lot of reasons, but their power play is exceptional when Buff is on his game. And he's not the catalyst of the power play by any means. So he's not the quarterback or anything like that, but he's got such a heavy shot and he's so mobile for such a truck out there that he, he finds himself in goal scoring positions and you have to respect it. So now if you're respecting buff, then let's move down the line here. Okay. Now you've got Wheeler, you've got Shifley, you've got line a, you've got Connor or whoever else they put out there. Ehlers. You've got a lot of weapons now, but you only have four guys. And so, in my opinion, and this is a this is a tough one to sell to your team, and this is where you find out who's got brass balls and who doesn't. Is you know when we played the Detroit Red Wings way back when, and we had a potent power play: Gretzky, Hull, McKinnis. I mean, you fucking name it, we had it. They beat us because Steve Eiserman was willing to lay down and block every fucking Al McKinnis slap shot he took. And I know that that had to hurt. <clears throat> I know it's not fun. And mentally, that has to be a struggle to sit there and go, this is going to hurt so bad, and I'm literally throwing myself in harm's way. We're going to have to do the same because we're leaving the middle exposed and it's creating too many uh, creases out there, too many seams, rather, where they can find homes for the pucks and get rebounds and second chances. And the only answer to it is to let the puck go up high to buff collapse down, shrink down into the box, 
and we're going to have to block shots and push everything out wide. It's going to suck, and I know it, but that's the only way to, in my opinion, to be able to turn this thing around on our penalty kill. Yeah, it's going to be a – listen, this is going to be a battle. The whole thing's a battle. Isn't – like, you guys, I've heard you say it, Kimby say it. I've never – I don't think I've ever had a conversation with a former player, you know, when we've had these, you know, chats. And a lot of times some of these chats take take place off air. I, I mean, I've never had a conversation with one of you guys where – I mean, when you start talking about the playoffs, it's just different. I mean, this is what it is every night. And I think this – what we're seeing is the exact reason why you guys say there's nothing like the playoffs in hockey. Well, there isn't, right? I mean, look league-wide right now. Columbus is up 3 nothing on Tampa. Who in their right mind would have ever bet that? The Islanders are up 3 nothing on Pittsburgh, which, you know, who would have bet that? There's a lot of interesting things going on in every single series, and that's why the playoffs are unique because you know as well as I do that three games in a row in January, the – Columbus Blue Jackets would not have won three in a row against Tampa Bay Lightning. But it's springtime. And all the wackiness that comes along with spring, springtime, rather, comes playoff time. And it gets really wacky. And you find out what guys are made of, truly. And this is why when you talk of the Washington Capitals for years, ah, they don't have what it fucking takes. They'll never win a fucking cup. They haven't had enough pain and misery. It's like a good songwriter, you know? You don't have that big, massive hit without experiencing all the pain and the defeat and the you suck and the we're dropping you from our label. Same shit. Now you're, you know, you got the Washington Capitals who suffered years of it. And they come back last year down 2 nothing in the first period, and then they go and win the Stanley Cup. So there's a lot of mental pain and physical pain that you have to go through to win this championship because I do believe firmly that it's the hardest championship to win in pro sports. After 82 games, to ask a team to win four out of seven for four series with the physical beating that everyone takes, I'm sorry, I would stand up on the podium and argue anybody that this is the hardest trophy to win. So it's always gut check time. Um, and the Blues, guess what? They're in a good spot, Jim. Because you talk about, I, I just talked about that pain, that agony, and that my wife left me and my dog died, you know, that all that stuff. I mean, is this a hockey it's show good. or a country music show? Wait a minute. Well, I don't know where I'm headed with that, but all I'm saying is <laughs> Blues have experienced it. They have. They were worst fucking team in the league. And they scratched and clawed their way back, and they heard the non-believers in the background. They heard the people say, well, it won't pass. Ah, we'll see. This Bennington's going to crack. You know, this is bullshit. And they got all the way to where they at first place. Fucked down last game of the last day of the year, which is fine. Beat one of the best teams two first games. They've lost one hockey game. I'm not ready to give up on this team. Well, I would hope nobody's ready to give up just because they lost a game. I, you know, I think breaking. No, but you know, you yeah. see the things on Twitter. No, oh, I know. Things, and people are like, well, this is it. They're back to playing the way. Well, guess what, everybody? The Winnipeg Jets have a job to do. And it's their job to make the Blues play worse. That's their job. And so now you reset the computer and you get you know, back to the rink today. No practice, which is great. I think Craig Ruby's got it nailed down. Go in. Get some ice on some bones and bruise, a little massage, a little team bonding, a little video, have a little yuckety yuck, a little lunch, and get the hell out of here. It's a beautiful day. You know, to me, that's the way to handle it. So 
Um, I know the sky's not crashing down. I know not everybody feels that way. But the atmosphere that they created yesterday, it was a fucking madhouse. And I loved it. Like, I played a lot of games here in St. Louis and been a part of a lot of playoff atmospheres. That reminded me, and some of our listeners won't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about, but it reminded me of Mad Max, like beyond Thunderdome. You oh, know, yeah. Where the people that are climbing on top of the cage and these guys are trying to murder each other inside the cage and, you know, you break, break the deal, face the wheel, like that kind of shit, right? Like, I was just blown away by how awesome the crowd was. And guess what? They're going to have to continue to be that way. Make it miserable for these teams because it will eventually pay off. Yeah, um, you upset me a little bit too yesterday. Can I tell you that? I upset you. Yeah, you really did. Oh, you, 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 you gave in to the to the fodder a little bit. I, I did. I, yeah, you did. I, I got to tell you, I, I I don't believe for one minute that you think there's something wrong with after you've knocked a guy on his ass, giving him a little shove onto the ice afterwards. I have a hard time believing that you have a problem with that. When did I say I had a problem? I don't know. I saw like somebody freaking out yesterday, and you were like, "Well, they really, the league really does need to look at some of this." I mean, you know, they. they no, I never said that in my life. I gotta find this tweet then. There's no way I said that. I can tell you that right now. I don't even. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Well, I'm gonna find this tweet of yours while we're talking. But I have no problem with giving a guy an extra shot if the referee is gonna let you do it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find this here because well, I got to tell you, my only uh, maybe I maybe I missed an initial tweet on it. Let's see, tweets and replies. Yeah. Because here's the deal: that's um, like you know, like you know, how sometimes you get a you know, you get a little pit. Okay, here we go. I found it. Let's see. Just saw Kucherov hit from last night. Didn't look much different from the hit on Bartuzo. Hit on defenseless man thoughts. I agree. When players are down, it's a bad look when guys hit them anyway. League should certainly step in on all those types of hits. Well, yeah, that is a cheap fucking play. I thought you meant when you hit a guy and then you shove him down. No, when the guy's on his knees and you come flying in and you try to smash his face through the board. Okay, so this is a different hit than I'm thinking of. Okay, all right. Yeah, like he was down on his knees and Kucherov comes flying in and tried to smash his face into the board while he was down. Okay, I know that hit. Okay, that's different than what I, than so, what I read. You know okay. what? That is a cheap hit. Now, would I do it in the playoff? Yeah. Have I done it? Yeah. And guess what? I should suffer the consequences then, too. Whether someone beats the freaking piss out of me or the league suspends me, I mean, my intentions were that I wanted to hurt that player. And if that's the case, then guess what? you got to answer the bell, either against another player or against the league's safety. But that was a cheap shit. Cheap shot. Fucking bullshit right there. I'm just having a problem with all the tweets right now about how these Winnipeg guys are bullies and all the extra after ah, the whistle and... I can't handle it. Like, like our church boy guys aren't doing any of that, I guess. I guess Pat Maroon's not whacking guys behind the play and punching guys after the whistle and giving them the what for. I guess we're not doing any of that. Barbashev's being really sweet and nice to these guys, isn't he? Well, look, at Barbie's, uh, what, he had 10 hits yesterday. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked this guy. I've always liked his feistiness and talked about that for well, a couple of years now, but Look, here's what's going on when we talk about getting pushed around. Is The Blues as a whole, man for man, don't match up physically. Okay? Especially no. up front. Especially up front. They're, they're big forwards for Winnipeg. You know, they're the guys that get a chance to do the most damage out there, most often with the chip-ins to hit guys and things like that. So, 
you know, we don't match up man for man that way. And then when there is hits and you got a guy like Buff, there's collateral damage when Buff hits you. Like something happens. Your stick goes flying, your helmet goes flying, the body goes flying. And so it looks a lot greater than it is. Um, we are applying physical pressure to these guys. Braden Shen yesterday, I'll tell you what, I, this is what I really wanted to talk about. How about Buff when he's in front of the net in the second period and he won't leave Bennington and like won't move the crease. And then Braden Shen comes swinging. Did you see that where he's punching him in the face from behind like yeah. three, four times? Yeah. I was like, well, you know what? That's the shit right there. Because a guy like Dustin Bufflin, I'm sure he feels invincible in this series. Like, literally, like, who is going to take me out of this series? Nobody, right? I mean, the only guy that physically could probably do it is Colton Pareko. Yet I don't know if he's got the mentality or enough of the killer instinct to go against somebody like Buff. So Buff feels like he's, you know, the big dog in the dog park, his big balls hanging down. He hasn't been castrated yet. And he's swinging around trying to get the females looking at him. And Nan Braden Shen steps up and hits him right in the ball. Three punches right in the face. Hey, big boy, don't worry. We're here. I love that. Yeah, I, I did too. And that's kind of where I was going, right? It's like our guys are doing it. I mean, you know, our guys aren't going to yeah, church. Yeah, that doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah, I you know. know. This is we're in the new age of everybody creates a narrative to a situation and then they ride it out. So the narrative to this is that the Winnipeg Jets are the big bad bullies and oh the poor little St. Louis blues are gonna get beat up. Well, once you change the narrative, even though we've changed it just a little bit, it's they're not gonna change those people. Well, they're still big bad bullies. Look at Buff just ran over three guys. So you're fighting a losing battle. The only way to do it is to Continue to go out there and hit bodies, and it will pay off. It doesn't fucking matter what the media or what the fans say, unfortunately, but it's on the ice that it matters, and these guys can make a difference playing it that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm thinking uh, just you know outside the box. I think my thought process on the whole thing is I would, um, you know. Wait, I, do you have a thought process? I do, I, because I, okay. I, I'm not. I've when you say that, I have my thought process. I'm like, there's no fucking way he has a thought Oh, I've got a thought process. You just may not agree with it. But, um, right, you know, right. I, I, I think, like, some of the things, like, that you touched on, the one thing that I will say is, you know, you wonder, like, and I asked Kimby this, too. I mean, get us throwing the kitchen sink at them, you know, is that good? Or does it play into their hand? I don't know. Because, like I said, I, I think you very eloquently said, you know, we can't play with them that way. But yet you also can't be pushed around. So I think, in my opinion, I think, you know, some of the stuff that we did really, really well throughout that winning streak that got us back into this, I think we kind of have to stay the course. Almost like they, if you know, like I said, I, I'm with you. I, thought, I think Paul Maurice is great to listen to. But it's almost like if you, if you listen to what he's saying, even though, you know, we, we, we found a way to win game one and we found a way to win game two and then it, they just stayed the course and said, you know what? We're not going to deviate. This is who we are. This is what we do. And I think if yeah. the Blues can find a way to do so in game four, I like our chances. And, uh, you know, obviously in game one and two, and I even think in game three, I, I'm not going to like, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to pin, you know, it's hard to lay a couple of these things on Bennington. But, you know, your best player in game one or two really stole you a game, gave you an opportunity to win. Now, your forwards went out and made a couple plays for you. But, you know, Bennington, I don't, I'm not going to say he still wasn't our best player, but, you know, 
they got in a few goals, but that's what they do. These guys didn't finish where they finished because they couldn't score, right? So No. Well, yeah. And you got to remember, Chromes, that the start of the game, I think it was fucking 10 to 1, the shot. Oh, yeah. For Winnipeg. And there were there was a barrage in the first three minutes of the game where Bennington made three stellar saves. Like, it could have been worse. Six goals, yes. You know, is there one or two maybe he'd like back? One or two that deflected, went the wrong way, this, that, the other. But I'm telling you, that without him, it could have maybe been fucking nine or ten. Yeah, and that's, to me, that's really the difference. I mean, your best player, the first two games, you know, he made some unbelievable saves that for some, somehow, some way, allowed you to win those games. And in this game, you know, he just was human. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you look back on it and go, yeah, he makes a couple of these saves. We might even win this game. But it's asking, it's asking a guy that's been superhuman to be even more than that. So I, we'll just have to see. The recipe for success has got to be Bennington's still got to be your best player, and you just got to go out and do some of the things that got you here and withstand that storm. If they can do that, um, you know, I think – I think this might get them a little desperate. Am I crazy for thinking that I don't ever like a loss, but does the loss at home now make us, Hey guys, let's go. Does that, is there a little bit of that? I mean, before you go, do you, do you feel a little bit of that? Well, yeah. I mean, every team has to experience a little bit of a, you know, a pop in the nose, as I call it, where it gets your attention. And this is that moment. Like, if you thought you were going to run the table, if you thought you were so fucking good every day, if you looked in the mirror and thought, God damn, I'm good every day, well, guess what? You're not. Okay? Yes, we're a hell of a hockey team. And I think we have to remember our roots here. And we talked about it, well, to death. But our roots are, we were last place. That's our roots for this season. And I think you got to go back and remember, you know, what that, what that felt like to be in that spot and how angry you were and harness that and come out with an effort uh, uh, of the ages for game four. Because if you go back to Winnipeg three to one in the series, I really, really like our chances to close it out. Uh, Maybe not in Winnipeg, but certainly you get a couple of chances to close it out. If if you go back tied to all a damn it, it's a whole new ball game. So to me, they have to be, you know, not rattled, but they have to be ready to go all in here for the next game. Well, Ribs, I appreciate you joining us. I know it. Uh, well, I know I'm you... not done, Crow. Oh, what do you got, I'm babe? Not done. Oh, okay. We're not leaving. Okay, I thought you gave us a good 30 minutes. I mean, that's you know, I'm, yeah. I, I was going to well, take I that somewhere, but I won't. Go ahead. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Well, hit us with it. The San Jose Vegas. <laughs> okay. I, I think everybody... I know what you. I think I know what you might touch on here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, first of all. Everybody always just assumes that there's no more fighting in the playoffs, right? It was a good one. And so <laughs> I have a couple of different angles that I'm going to go in here um, as I get through this. But first angle is who would have thought after Ryan Reeves was a healthy scratch for I don't even know how many playoff games in his career because the game just didn't need him. Who would have thought he'd be such a pivotal part of Vegas, Golden Knights, their team? Now, he had a great regular season, uh, his highest points, I believe, in his career, certainly his highest goal totals, uh, had a couple of really good fights, you know, reinforced that he's the, you know, the, the pride of the lion pack here. Um, but I really enjoyed watching him and Evander Kane 
have at it. You know, like, here's what people don't know. Evander Kane is a tough son of a bitch. He is strong. He can throw both left and right. You don't see him fight that much because he's a 30-40 goal scorer. But he's a tough mf big time. And so Ryan Reed, to get him to fight, I mean, that was a clash of the Titans, and they were swinging hard. Like, those guys don't like each other. And so, God, that was a spirit thing to watch. It was a lot of fun uh, to watch that. And like I said initially, Chrome, who would have thought that Ryan Reeves would be such a big part of a playoff series that a 30-goal scorer would think it's okay to throw down with Ryan Reeves? Yeah, the Ryan Reeves thing to me has always been an interesting one, only because I, I think we know. I mean, I know I do. I, I think you agree. I know Kimmy does. He's more than a fighter. I mean, he's a. I mean, he. Like, I hate to say this, but man, how'd you like to have him in a blue note right now, out there right now, dealing with some of the stuff that's going on? You know, I mean, I'd take him out there banging bodies the whole game, wouldn't you? Well, look, he's come a long way, too. So, Blues fans and yourself here, we have to realize the evolution of Ryan Reeves. You know, he came into the NHL, and he was not a regular shift player. He was a heavyweight. He was tough, and he was willing to hit. He's progressed over the years. In his last five years, he's really taken a big stride into working on his own skill development. In the offseason, in season, he's getting skills coaching. He's getting out there. He's working on his game because he wanted to become more of a factor. And he realized that there's probably not room in the game for just a one-dimensional fighter guy. And so credit to him, he's put himself in a position to where he's able to take a regular shift. And in doing so, now he's relevant in the game. Now he's able to be on the ice even at the same time as Evander Kane. Imagine that. And now he's in their head the whole time so bad that Evander Kane says, fuck this, I'm going to fight this guy. Yeah. So um, the, I don't know if you saw it or not, but evidently, obviously, I mean, I don't know if you had the availability to watch the whole game. I don't, you know, but um, evidently yeah, they were, evidently TV. they were chirping all night at one another. Yeah. I have cable TV. I pay for it monthly. So I'm able to watch these things too, Chrome's. Oh, that one was on last night. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't know if that one was on. I didn't. See. That's all right, buddy. Hey, I had to. Hey, listen. I was. Hey, I was hitting golf balls all night under the lights at the driving range after oh, what happened what, yesterday. You think you're a tiger, all of a sudden. I'm ready. I'm back. I'm, I'm, I had my oh. red shirt on. I'm back. How sick was that, too? Huh? Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. Oh my God. Like. I, you know, the the thing that's great about that, you know what? I'm not going to compare that to the Blues this year, but one of my favorite things ever. No, go ahead and do it. Well, one of my favorite things in sports ever is when people write people off. You know, the, the experts say, ah, and that, you know, and listen, that includes us sometimes, right? Like, there's nothing better than a great comeback. There's nothing better than a team or an individual that says, that's fine whatever, say whatever you want. We know who we are. We know what we can do and we're going to go out. And you know what? It, as, as a coach, you probably at some juncture say, Hey, they're not wrong. We're shit right now. You know, or, or, or a guy's got to look in the mirror and say, yeah, man, I'm on the verge of never playing again. And then he comes back. I think that's what makes it great. I, that's my, that's what excites me the most about this blues team is because 
I mean, look where they came from. You know, it's it hasn't been that steady ride. So yeah, I mean, there's there's different obviously parts of this equation. But I love that part about this Blues team, just like I love the whole comeback thing for Tiger. I, I just love stuff like that. It wouldn't even matter who it was, right? Like, it's, it, it's awesome, I think. It's the reason that the world loves Rocky Balboa. Oh, that's right. right. That's like, right. Come on. Everybody loves Rocky because, God damn it, he didn't hear no bell. He ain't going down. Yeah. And you know what? Not one of us has watched that. I've ever sat there and not felt something. I got chills right now. And it's just a goddamn movie. I right? got chills right now. I know. I know. What he says, I ain't going down again, Mick. I ain't going down again. And he doesn't go and he doesn't go down. I mean they wrote it in the script perfect. I always love the I didn't hear no bell. Almost like there's no way you're escaping me. Uh, so I I don't know. But that to get back on topic because we could talk Rocky forever. Oh Jesus. Back on topic, it goes back to the last three things we just talked about. Ryan Reeves, comeback story, right? Because the, the tough guy was extinct in the NHL. No way that guy should even be playing. He'll be out of the league in a year. Guess what? He's not. He's relevant. Part two, Tiger Woods, the Masters. Was it 10 years, 11 years since he won his last Masters? He comes back. He never doubted himself. He's back. He's on top of the world today. Point number three, the Blues, last place, January 2nd. They fight their way back in the playoffs. They go all the way in, finish third, play the Winnipeg Jets. They're up two to one in the series. And God damn it, Jim, they didn't hear no bell yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, now, on that note, you can let me go. No, hey, that is good stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's nothing better. Nothing better, if you ask me. I don't know. Um Hey, listen, I appreciate you jumping jumping on today. I know how busy you are. I mean, God only knows where you're going next. I mean, there's uh, probably about 85 uh, radio shows that want to get your thoughts. And uh, I have like, been busy. Like I, I said, uh, I can only hope that uh, the Blues have went, man, what was missing in game three? Like, what happened? And somebody there says, well, I can tell you what happened. We didn't have ribs on pregame. So hopefully yeah. they'll hopefully they'll adjust that. Um Maybe there's a lineup change. You know, everybody's calling for a lineup change. Like everybody's like, "Well, Sanford's got to go. We got to get Blay or, or Fabry in there." Um, and, and I'm like, "Hey, maybe the lineup changes. Ribs has got to be in there in game game four. I don't know. It could be." As an announcer, I can't believe I, I can't believe that the chief didn't address it in the post game. Hey, by the way, well, guys, let's get Ribs back in here. You know, chief didn't want to make a scene. He wanted to say something. I told him, no, don't, don't do it. Don't, I don't want to bring any attention that's not needed. So, you know, chief kept it quiet for me. All right, my friend, I appreciate you very much. And, uh, I know our, our friends, uh, obviously at, uh, you know, that, that are such a big part of our show, uh, nelsonlandservices.com. Obviously they, they, they support the amateur scene so much here in St. Louis, you guys with synergyhockeyskills.com. I know, um, you had said you guys were on wait lists right now and things like that, so I think our listeners better get signed up rather quick for what you have left. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the wait list, for anybody who's listening, the wait list doesn't mean that, you know, you're just going to go there and, and not get a camp. What the importance of the wait list is that we get enough people, we can add another out. And that means, you know, five more days of camp for these kids. So, please, if, uh, if you're looking at SynergyHockeySkills.com, and you go and you click under summer camps and you find a location that you like and a camp that you like and a date that you like, uh, and it's sold out, put your name on the waiting list. And we will, we are checking it daily to see how many people we have. And once we hit the right number, 
we'll let the arena know that we're going to take another hour ice time each day and add a whole group for that week. So please get out to SynergyHockeySkills.com on the computer, click on your spot, and hopefully we'll see you this summer. Hey, and I got to ask you, the other day you, you had texted me and said, I need Noel's number. And I think... I think the reason you needed Noel's number is you obviously either had a critter in your in your house or you were calling to see if he had lost his mind because he w- decided to give away his tickets to game six. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder what Jamie needs Noel for. And I'm sitting here going, I bet he called him and said, what are you doing? You're giving away <laughs> your seats, to, you know, behind the goal, blue shoot twice. You know, it, if, if the Blues are going to win this thing, it feels like game six. What are you doing? Is that what you did? Did you call him to say, what are you doing, man? <laughs> no, I like Noel. I like his, his thought process. I think uh, it shows uh, quite a bit for a guy to, to be willing to sacrifice his tickets uh, for the Blues game, game six. But no, I'm just, uh, we've got little wee friends around here. You know, it's springtime, Jim, and all these little critters, not so much critters, little bugs and stuff, they get into little cracks and areas you don't like them uh, all the other critters i have no problem dealing with those myself but uh so i feel buckingham pest control i uh, get noel out here and uh he can uh give them the uh, the blue cocktail we'll call it <laughs> the blue cocktail away, uh, happy land um but you know what his tagline we don't kill penalties we just kill pests and pass the savings along to you i wish he did kill penalties because we could use him right about now but um <laughs> <laughs> and Noel looks like he could kill Noel a penalty or two, couldn't he? He could, yeah, he, well, could he could block a shot, huh? I have Noel uh, laying down at the shot lane. <laughs> he looks like a guy that might throw himself in front of a he might. slap shot. He, or, or he, he might, might or, or after a few, he might fall down in front of one. He could do that too, but um, no, He's good stuff. He's a good guy in the locker room. Yeah, I know? bet, listen, hey, in, yeah, hey, it, they leave, <laughs> just like you say about you, you know, the, I was good in the locker room and that's where they left me. So um, That's where they left me. Did all my best work in yeah. the locker room. Well, great stuff, Rivs. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll hook up again later on in the week. I know Kimby said um, he's really hoping to uh, have an opportunity to get back in studio. I know you're you're looking forward to that, and it said that you'll make every effort to be here if he can be here. But obviously, you're busy as hell. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll just uh, for all of our Blues fans out there. Obviously, we typically go on Mondays and Thursdays. We're going to try to do the shows. Obviously, these guys have schedules, and then we're going to try to do it where it's more impactful around the playoffs. So just keep an eye on us, and the best way to do that, of course, is follow us through our social media stuff. And I'll give you all that here in a minute, but first I'm going to get Rivs out of here. Rivs, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, move on to the next show, I guess, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You got it, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. All right, that is the Rivs. Um, again, He's uh, I, I am sure he's on to another interview. And, you know, to know for sure when we're going to do our shows, as I mentioned before, it's real simple, guys. All you got to do is follow us on our social media, at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. If you're a Blues fan and follow us, we're going to follow you back. Find us on Facebook, Blues NHL Podcast, like our page. Make sure you see our uh, our pinned posts and, and, and interact in those as that helps us reach more people. Find us on Instagram as well, Blues NHL Podcast, and, of course, as part of lineupmedia.fm, uh, home of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform that you're going to want to download for free on your mobile device. Uh, you heard me mention SynergyHockeySkills.com. Of course, our friends, uh, Buckingham Pest Control, what a great thing he's doing there. Don't forget, this is how you qualify. Like our Facebook page, Blues NHL Podcast. Buckingham Pest Control, like their Facebook page. At the Buckingham Pest Control Facebook page, share the pinned post. Tag three friends. You are then qualified. Noel's going to be giving away his tickets uh, on the show. Uh, excited about seeing who, who wins those tickets and enjoys that game as well. 
uh, for all of our fans that uh, that that want to support these local uh, businesses that support us, of course, Buckingham Pest Control. Everybody needs pest control. That's the name you should know and trust. SynergyHockeySkills.com for all of our young hockey players out there, uh, boys, girls, older, younger, doesn't matter. Uh, if you want to have some of the best barbecue in St. Louis, don't forget our friends at Adam's Smokehouse located on Watson Road, open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, this is a, a, an opportunity for you to sample some of the best barbecue in St. Louis, folks. Mike does it tremendously um, takes great care in what he does and, and provide you guys with an unbelievable feast. I'm telling you, they do box lunches, they cater events, uh, they do deliver to certain uh, z- uh, zip codes. Make sure you guys check them out. It's the best barbecue in St. Louis. That's Adam Smokehouse. St. Louis, here's your cue. Uh, don't forget our friend uh, Randy Green, innovativecompanies.com, home of the construction team, heating and cooling team, and the electric team, where they take care of residential, commercial, and industrial uh, jobs for you. Get Randy involved in the process early. Let him uh, tell you how he can help you with your project. Uh, it's a name you can know and trust, folks. That's innovativecompanies.com. Uh, you know, as, as we move on to uh, all the stuff that's going on when, when it comes to this great game uh, with the playoffs, the excitement level is, is peaked out. Um, I'm excited about being a part of what we're doing here. It's awesome to have guys that can come on here and tell you a little bit about what, they're, what they see happening some of the thought process of things that are happening behind the scenes. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Um, For all of us here at Blues NHL Podcast, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.